Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to the new year, 2018. That was my little noisemaker thing for New Year's. I, I see. It's a party here at the Silver Screen Redemption. Slates are clean in 2018. We're ready to start on a whole new batch of videos. Yeah. And by videos, I mean movies. We're not doing a- Movies are videos, you know, if you think about it. We could do like a YouTube, like theatrical YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Big actually- Big budget YouTube videos. We actually haven't talked about this, about what the uh, prize for the winner of the- um, White White TD Wars versus Tarantino track would Wait, be which who won that? Um, it was it was White TD Take White TD's Heartbreaker, a Star Wars story by a landslide. See, I voted for Tarantino War. Really? Track. Uh, so did my mom. Uh, she let me know that. Um, and I told her, do you know who Tarantino is? She's like, no. So I, don't, I think I don't imagine your mom being a Quentin Tarantino fan. No, she isn't. Um. But she did vote for the one that had the less least votes. That's what that's what her her oh, mentality that's nice was. For yeah, going for the underdog. Yeah. No, I was a big fan of Star Trek on horses. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, but we haven't but, talked about what the prize for that should be for the winner. And I thought maybe it'd be fun to do sort of a video of it. Before we get into that, okay. Do you want to introduce yourself? I do. I'm Brian Perry, and I'm Houston Bodley, and this is the Silver Screen Redemption, our podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises. And make sequels, prequels, uh, rebootquels, yeah. all that good stuff. Any to kind them. of reboot. We may need to dig a little bit deeper. Maybe we, we may need to reboot something. Uh, if we we don't might have need much to. to go on. We originally started this podcast with the premise of we are going to take some mediocre to bad movies and make good sequels to them. And then we realized we weren't capable of making actual good sequels. Exactly. So then it was. The ironic redemption, yeah. which is where we're at today. But we thrive on that. We've made some real bangers. Some real bangers. We've made tons of money, obviously, with our motion picture, you know, box office blowouts. And it's been just, just a wild ride. Won all the awards. All the awards. All the Oscar ceremonies, which we're actually coming up on soon. They haven't announced the nominations for the Oscars, but I do think we need to do some sort of episode related to that where we... Take yes. the Oscar nominations, decide which one we need to make a sequel and or prequel and or reboot cool to. Or mashup. Mashup has been another big thing that sort of uh that we didn't really expect to be in our quiver, but we've sort of got mashups as kind of that a was thing a, too. We had a big response to our Marvel mashup. Yeah. Uh, we might have one of those in store coming up soon. Surprisingly, our Pirates Baywatch, Pirates of the Caribbean Baywatch mashup is also one of our most downloaded episodes. That is our most downloaded episode up is to it? this point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I think La La Land is just because it's episode one. I think it does have a bit of an edge, but no, yeah. like I saw the stats today. It oh, wow. is, it is pirates. So these mashups enough. are doing well. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a mashup today. Maybe not. And that is our 2017 year in review. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it wasn't really a review of movies in general, just kind of a review of a few podcast episodes that we could remember. Yep. All right. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. 
uh, YTT Wars, the Heartbreakers a Star Wars story movie that we created right here in this studio is the winner. Um, and you had some ideas of what we wanted to do for that poll. Yeah. Um, I was thinking either either we get something done animated. I think that'd be fun. Sort of take that episode, take some highlights from it and animate them. Or uh, maybe we just act it out. Maybe we just uh, get some friends <laughs> and we go out in a field somewhere, uh, you know, maybe in a parking lot and just kind of we'll film some good lightsaber fights, even though I don't know if there were any lightsaber fights in the movie. So you're saying we actually film this movie and we're not BSing here. We're not just yeah, yeah. talking the talk. We're actually going out doing the nitty gritty of filming a movie. Yeah. Like, hey, hey folks, we're letting you behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, we don't make these movies in real life. Uh, you probably knew that already. Uh, but that's sort of our fun uh, gimmick for the show. Uh, but this one, I'm actually thinking, like, what if we made it? Like like a short, like, we're not going to make a full movie because we don't know how. But I think that would be fun. Maybe I'm have down. Some friends and, uh, I'll put the casting call that. out tomorrow. Okay. Um, we will need someone to play Chewbacca and someone to play Maz Kanata. Those are going to be hard ones to do with no technology and no giant fursuits. But uh, we'll see what we can do. I don't imagine we'll be able to get any A-list actors on board with this. No, it's probably going to be us. Unless they really do want to do a charity gig and yeah. come and fly out to Utah. Yeah. Star for our five-minute short hypothetical Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like we get Lupita Nyong'o, but no CGI. It's just her. Just her. Playing Maz. I think that'd, that'd be That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's, those are our plans. Our New Year's resolutions, I guess you could call them. I think the animated idea would look a little more professional, yes. assuming we can do an animated short. We might need to make more friends that can do that for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll keep you updated on what we're going to do for that. But we definitely want to reward Taika Waititi's Heartbreakers <laughs> a Star Wars story Yeah, in some way or another. Um, if you guys have a better idea, let us know. Um, we're not completely attached to that idea. So, so let us know if there's something better we can do. But I expect that to come. Okay, Brian, I have an idea with the new year coming out. Um, <laughs> speaking in movie terms. It's the, the premiere <laughs> of 2018. Here it is. 2018 is already out. We are four days into it. Um, Gotta say, big big opening weekend. <laughs> big opening weekend. Um, I feel like a, an imperative part to New Year's is reflecting on years past. Yes. So I was thinking... Our original premise with this, what we wanted to do was take classic movies, again, like I mentioned earlier, mediocre or uh, bad movies, or maybe just movies that we really loved that didn't have sequels to them, and make those sequels. So I think, because normally we base it off what movie's coming out this year, let's find a way what's to What's hot? Time. Yeah, what's the, yeah. the biggest SEO it can get listeners for the podcast? I'm going to have you, first of all, let's say pick a number between 1 and 28. Maybe do a random number generator. No, it's 27. It's 27? Yeah, always 27. It's always 27. That's Weird okay. Al's favorite number. Fair enough. <laughs> I didn't know we were worshiping Weird Al here. Um. So, yeah, let's go back 27 years from now. Okay. I was thinking like a time frame between 1990 and now. All right. Uh, so that would take us to 1991. 1991, year of our Lord. So we're, we're looking at movies that came out in 91? Yeah, and I say we... Go ahead and explore the options of what we should do. Okay. Oh, we've already got some great options here. Oh, some of these have already been done recently. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Um, okay. Well, well, should we limit it to the highest grossing? I've got a top 10 list right here. Let's do top 10 highest grossing. 
Okay. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Okay. We need to redeem that franchise for sure at some point, whether it's yeah, today yeah. or not. It does. Because Terminator 2 was the last good one, really. Okay. Some of them were okay, but Terminator 2, that's a classic. That made me cry. That's yeah. one of the few movies I actually cried in. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast is number two. So we had the live action reboot come out. Yes. Have we had the clay animation reboot? We don't come think out? we've had a clay animation reboot. That's a Are you saying just tell the same story with, with Claymation then? Yes. That okay. movie's done. We've already talked done about it. it. It's called Beauty and the Beast. And it's uh all of the all the actors from the live action series are now voice actors in the Claymation. Done. We did it. We made two movies this week. Well, we will make two movies. Yeah. Maybe that we one... do one for each of these. Terminator <laughs> three, the day after Judgment Day. Done. <laughs> Moving on. Forget all the other Terminators happen. It's just Terminator 3, the day after Judgment Day. Done. Okay. Thir- or Terminator 3, Thursday. Okay, let's just do these spitball, like, Kay. off the top of the dome Kay. pitches, and then go back and decide which one we want to really dig into. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood, King of Thieves. Whoa. Crossover the with promotion. Aladdin, King oh. of Thieves. Is Aladdin the King of Thieves? Isn't it like his dad or something? His dad is the King of Thieves. Spoilers. That's a spoiler. Um, for... You find out Aladdin's dad is Kevin Costner. Yeah, interesting. Okay, King of Thieves. That's a good one. Are we just doing titles then? Maybe title and a basic concept? Yeah. We'll move through these quickly. The Adams Family. There is a sequel to that. Adams Family Values. That's true. Is, wasn't that a series? I don't remember. No, it is a movie. I've never seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, City Slickers also has a sequel. But we could do country slickers. Country slickers. And we could do Pe- people who Adam's family reunion. Okay. That's what it would be. Yeah, good. Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country. We, we just, just did, did a Star, Star Trek. Trek, so let's cross that one off. Thelma and Louise. I know the premise of it, but I don't think I know it well enough to really dig into a Thelma and Louise and another girl yeah. on their road trip. Yeah. It's a Ridley Scott though. Yeah. Which I didn't know. It's a classic Ridley Scott movie. I just don't know enough about it. I've only seen parts of it. I know you haven't seen it by the fact that you're just- I definitely <laughs> haven't. Just realizing it's a Ridley Scott movie. I think I've seen like one of these and it's Beauty and the Beast. No, I've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And maybe City, Th- City Slickers when I was very little. Uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, don't know anything about. Okay, let's cross that one. Yeah, no, as we get down here, Hot Shots, never heard of it. This is the mother of all movies though. That's the tagline. Yeah. It's unprecedented, uncut, and under ten dollars. Wow, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you get at movie theaters now. Charlie Sheen, C- Carrie Elwes. Yeah, it's sounds a like a winner. I thought it was just. I thought it was just the movie based on the uh, little arcade game where you shoot the basketballs in the hoop. And no, I think it. Oh, I think Pop it's a, a shot that I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. I think some are called Hot Shots. Hot Shots is, I believe, a parody of Top Gun. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not a basketball movie. No, it's not. Oh, okay. There could be a basketball player in it who flies a jet. Do not know. Could be. And then JFK, the- Also Kevin Costner. Yeah. Good year for Kevin well, Costner. I mean, JFK, I don't really want to do a sequel to. Nah. Just because it's kind of a hard one. It's LBJ. <laughs> LBJ. <laughs> the sequel to JFK. Um, Let's go back to some of those. Yeah, yeah. Prince of Thieves, I think, is promising. I do like the idea of a Robin Hood Aladdin crossover, but there is the problem of time. Yes. As in there is a Setting. big yeah. time difference between the two. Yes. Way bigger than Moonrise Kingdom and uh and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. That that was a bridge we could gap. A that, gap we could that bridge. That was workable. Yeah. 
But the, yeah, that is those are two different continents in two different, I think, centuries. I mean, we could take certain liberties with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd watch a movie about Robin Hood traveling through time. That'd be pretty dope. Or what if it is, maybe we take some liberties with Aladdin and do more temporary Aladdin, oh. as in it is occurring at the same time as Robin Hood. Okay. And maybe we play with the title a little bit, and Robin Hood isn't actually Aladdin's dad, but he is the king of thieves, and he does yeah, yeah, come to Agrabar, or Aladdin comes to Nottingham. Yeah. I feel like seeing Robin Hood go to Agrabah. I, I kind of want to see how he does without his ability to hide in the trees. Yeah, he'd hide in the clotheslines. Clothes hide in the sand. Yeah, jump from, just, just bury himself in the sand. I'm hiding. <laughs> what if they're both in the present? Modern day Robin Hood and Aladdin? And Aladdin, yeah. Okay. I've never seen a modern day Robin Hood. That kind of surprises me. So what is the premise of this then? Um, what would a modern day Robin Hood look like? Modern day, he's a sniper. That is true. Instead of like a bow and arrow, he has a yeah. you know, sniper rifle. So current military, ex-military. Ex-military, I think. Ex-military. He has come back from Iraq. Okay. okay. Where he befriended a man named Aladdin. Okay. Iraq is in the right area. He is a disgruntled military officer who's trying to get his friend Aladdin into the country. Okay, okay, interesting. <laughs> but there are very many immigration- Yeah, obstacles there. Obstacles in the way, preventing that. And so he, Aladdin, played by uh, Dev Patel. Dev Patel, or uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Or Kumail Nanjiani. Because then we're dipping into comedy territory, which would be really good. Which I always want. Keep it from getting too dark, too political. Yes. I mean, the Big Sick did have a few political things that they made very light and very But it, very it's fun. accessible for everyone because yes. comedy covers that. Yes. Comedy brings people together. It I does. Realize. It just kind of softens things a little bit. Um, I could see Kumail Nanjiani as Aladdin. Al? Adin. Al? Aladdin. Aladdin or something. That's Al. good. This movie just made itself. <laughs> okay, so let's figure out plot details for There's this. There's a genie. We can use the genie. Okay. Played by? Um, um, what about like a Rain Wilson or uh, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or maybe? Never would I have pictured Rain Wilson as the genie. I think I got Last on the- performed by Robin Williams. Yeah, I think I got on The Office because I was thinking about Jim Halpert being a sniper in that one movie about Benghazi. Oh, yeah, 13 Hours. Yeah, so I think that's where I, how I got to Rain Wilson. I think he'd be a fun genie. I, th- I think Rain Wilson would do better as, like, the, the stick in the mud. Uh, that's fair. No, that's fair. Government official. Oh, okay. But he's, like, very incompetent. He's just Dwight. He's Dwight. Okay, he's just Dwight. And his then. name is Dwight. And his name is just Dwight, and he is Dwight. This is a few years. They've brought him up from his. Okay, no, that <laughs> works. His paper company management position. Okay, so now we've got. Uh, he's in the bureaucracy. Robin now. Hood, King of Thieves. Aladdin, King of Thieves. And, I do and think, now The Office. Is I now do in think the mix. we need to change the title from King of Thieves. I think that's what helped us yeah. uh, propel into this idea. But we can come back to the title later. I don't think it really fits the theme of where we're going with this. Yeah called Shazam 2. <laughs> or Kazam? Which one is it? One of them doesn't exist. Shaxam. 
Shazam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's Rainwell. No, it's, we still don't know who the genie is. Okay, so I believe the current rumors are that Will Smith is going to play the genie in the live action Aladdin. Okay. So anyone but Will Smith, I guess. Yeah, because that's real. Yeah. Potentially. What if it's the other guy in Bright? <laughs> because Joel... he's already blue. Joel Edgerton. <laughs> but he he just looks exactly like his orc character from Bright, but in a genie but in a lamp. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> that is one scary genie. <laughs> To say the least. No, I do want a funny genie. I want to... Oh, he can be funny. He's oh, okay. just scary as fuck. Okay, all right. Joel Edgerton as the genie. Yep. <laughs> Again, not another name I would have expected to yep. put on the nope. genie list, but... I uh, I guess I'm thinking outside the lamp on this one. <laughs> all <Yeah>. right. <laughs> okay. So we've got Al Adin, who lives in Iraq. Um, and he, he just dreams of coming to America. He wants to. Maybe he, he's he's one of those. He's like a translator for the for the U.S. troops. I yeah. Think would be a good. He's learned he doesn't have much of a future in his current situation. He wants to come back. And before we get tweeted and say we're racist, we know he is not Iraqi. Yes. It, I just don't know any Iraqi soldiers. Uh, not Iraqi soldiers, Iraqi actors. Or soldiers. Or soldiers. I don't know either. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, it's mostly because of his charm. Yeah. That's the main, the charm and the, the skin color obviously helps and plays into it. Yeah. But uh, I just think, I just really liked him in The Big Sick. Oh, I did too. I love um, him. It was really fun. Um, he just dreams of coming to America and he just wants to be a sportscaster, I think. Okay. I think he's secretly really into American football. Yeah, I kind of like seeing him. He like he's kind of a maybe like a 17 or 18 year old helping the US troops translate and he like plays football with them and like gets to yeah. know them and uh it's very fun. And that's just what screams the American dream to him is yeah. coming and being part of the greatest American sport. Step yeah. aside baseball. Football's here to stay. But he's not a big beefy boy, so sportscaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He know he knows he's not going up against JJ Watt anytime soon. Right. Um, but he's really down to use that charm, that wit, explain what's going down on the field, explain it for his native countrymen. Yep. And help them get into okay. football. Good. But yeah. I, I, I don't think we deal with the I don't think we deal with the whole issue of the immigration. I think he I think he makes it. He's just in I want to start with it all just why is it in America? Rob, none of these characters are in are American that we're starting with. Because <laughs> America. We said, okay, take Robin Hood. Now make him modern day. Okay, I guess he's American then. No, he's he is British. Okay. This... But no, but he he's a soldier. In, I guess he can be a soldier in the British Army. Yeah. So, okay. No, I, no he's American. He I think wants... we've already committed too much to this. He could be a British football sportscaster. Okay. That's no, a that very too. easy change. Okay, done. I think Kevin Costner, in his old age, is also a very good soccer player. And that's how he convin- how he connects with Aladdin. Okay. Is they are both soccer buddies, and he wants to bring them to England so that they can cheer for Manchester United together. Perfect. Cheer on that good old Wayne Rooney. I don't know if Wayne Rooney's still playing. We're going to pretend he is. <laughs> sure. Um, I obviously. Don't. I was actually just thinking about how this probably needs to take place in the future if we're gonna have Kevin Costner at his current age play a soldier in the Iraq War. Um, this is Wayne Rooney Jr. Oh, okay, 
who's going to be the star that they are both in love with. <laughs> Perfect. Um, maybe they swap. You know, maybe maybe he gives Al a uh, a a soccer card, a football card of of Wayne Rooney Jr., and that's how they sort of bond. I, I, it's just a nice moment. It's not really a plot point, but um, so. If we're not going with the political satire with the whole immigration issue, uh, where do we go with this then? I think it's just kind of a fish out of water thing. It's just kind of like... Better yet, how do we connect this to the elements of Robin Hood and or Aladdin? Yeah, that's a good point. There needs to be some thievery. Well, it's both of them have a common theme of the, the socioeconomic disparity, right? Aladdin is very poor and Robin Hood is very into stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. They're thematically tied, mm-hmm. so I think we kind of locked into that one. Uh, but I don't know exactly what to do with it in modern day London. Think maybe it. they, oh, maybe they get into cryptocurrency. <laughs> maybe we do another cryptocurrency one. <laughs> it's just so hot right now. So hot right now. <laughs> no, I think I have something. I think Aladdin gets to London, okay, and he he like misses his contact with Robin. Like they're gonna like try and meet up, right? And like he's gonna mm-hmm. sort of help him get him on get on his feet and stuff. But they just don't connect somehow. There's something goes wrong. And so he starts stealing to live, just like he always has, Aladdin. Just like he did at home, right? Because Robin Hood was gonna take care of him. Yeah. Cause he's he, I think he's fairly well off. I think yeah. he's doing fine. He's um, got the military benefits. He's good to go. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think he's like Aladdin, you know, maybe falls in with a gang and they're gonna rob a bank or something. He's just trying to get by. He's just trying to get by. He, just, he needs to eat. And no one understands, like, he he came here, like, a, a, intending to be a good citizen, but because he's from a different country, uh, they just- There's lots of prejudice that got in the way. Exactly. And, yeah. They're not giving him the benefit of doubt. So we see just, like, racism. It's still happening in the future. We need to stop it now to avoid this cautionary tale. Yeah. Well, we can stop it now so that it doesn't happen in 2050. And then we'll remake the movie where there's no racism. <laughs> uh, it'll be at it. Put it in ink. Yeah, it'll be like the picture in Back to the Future that kind of changes as things things change. So we'll make the movie set in like 2050 or whatever, and then I think this whole story is told from the perspective of uh, Kevin Costner telling his children of what would have happened to his good friend Aladdin had there been racism still in England. And okay. then the twist at the end is, you know what? We solved racism like 10 years ago, so we didn't have to deal with this problem. Yeah. And then he turns to the camera and says, stop being racist. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so here's where I'm going with this. <clears throat> He's doing these like small petty crimes, robbing banks maybe, and Robin Hood finally finds him. He sees him on the news or something. It's like, oh, local robbery, whatever. He's like, oh, shoot, that's Al. And he goes and finds him. And he's like, you can't be doing this. You can't just be like stealing. But then, and then Al comes with Robin to work and sees that he is a like a banker or something. And he is, he is like working the system to steal money and help poor people. And he's like, like how's that's different, right? Like you're doing the same thing I'm doing. Oh, you took this to a whole new level. I love this. Yeah. Like they're both thieves. But, but Robin's going to teach him, like, you got to work the system. There's a stigma that blue-collar crime is a lot worse than white-collar yeah. crime, which is not true. They're both bad. They're both bad. Crime is bad. And then Joel Edgerton, dressed like an orc, comes and yeah. teaches them a lesson. Yeah, I'm taking a stand right now 
Crime is bad. Crime is bad. <laughs> I think Kevin Costner <laughs> turns out the end. Stop being criminals. Yeah. Don't do crime. Don't be racist. No crimes. No racism. The yeah. future's great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and Joel Edgerton, dressed like an orc, becomes their genie and teaches them how to not do crime. So is he like a literal genie? Or are we going to do some kind of like, oh, he's like a technological genie. I think he's a genie. I think he's like an actual genie. I think he does come out of an old iPhone, though. Okay, an like old, you turn on the, iPhone. They find an iPhone three, and they swipe to unlock him. And they swipe to unlock him, and he comes out. Yeah, perfect. As a creepy orc, and they don't believe that he's a good <laughs> genie for a long time because he's very scary. And then they learn a valuable lesson about racism because they were racist against orcs. Yeah. Why are orcs always bad in movies? I don't know. We need to stop that. I've literally never seen a movie with an orc in it, other than Lord of the Rings. So, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen Bright, either. I guess just in general fantasy. I think it is in general. Uh, it holds that. Way. We need to stop the racism against orcs. I'm going to take a big stand right now. Okay. Stop being racist towards orcs, everybody. Okay, you heard it here first. I'm going to get on a soapbox here. If I see <laughs> any more orc racism, I'm coming after you. So, everyone, stop it. Stop it, Will Smith. Probably at the start of Bright. And then figures it out by the end. Probably. Maybe we should watch Bright and see if they yeah. resolve orc races. I bet they I bet they at least get it start. I get it get it started. Yeah. I mean they're making Bright too, so there's still a long way. Maybe to go. we would have orcs back in our in our real life world if we were not so racist to them. Bright is really just a cautionary tale about man, I wish we had orcs. <laughs> and at the end If only we weren't so Will racist. Smith turns to the camera <laughs> says, Stop being orc racist. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Or like any racist, like it's, yeah. you know, he's like bad. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> this is this is quite the episode. Okay, so what does Joel Edgerton Orc Man teach them? Um, well, he grants them three wishes. I. What if is he wearing a cop uniform, or is he doing like a? Does he just have like some gold bracelets? What if in their whole he does have a cop uniform? Um, they're trying to settle their dispute between like. What's better? White is white collar crime fine. It's really not, but it's no different than blue collar crime. They get in an argument, they get chased down by the police or someone who overhears this. And so they're like, "You know what? We're living on the streets. Let's resort to robbing banks. I have access codes. You have the skills. Let's get in there and do this." They go into a secret undercover uh, a secret top security vault. And they open it up, and all they see is this iPhone. And they're like, okay. dang it. But the alarms are going off, so they just have to take it, and they run out of the building. They hide eventually. Yeah. And then they swipe right, and out comes Joel Edgerton, Orc Man. And it makes like a, you know, like they used to do. Maybe they still do. Anyway. It makes that noise. <clears throat> yep. And it unlocks. And then he teaches them, through the three wishes, the importance of not doing crime, and not being racist. Perfect. And those three wishes are? Okay, the first crime is, or the first wish is no more crime. <laughs> the second wish is no more racism. And the third sets the genie free. What if he is an ironic genie? Oh. Like it's kind of the the monkey's paw situation where it gives you the those wishes, but yeah, it's at an yeah. expense. Yeah, I think that is sort of the traditional genie, uh, you know, M.O., so they say, like, you know what? We 
we want to clear up this situation. We need the money because we're in trouble now, but we don't want them to know who did it. So instead, all the blame goes to this other pair of people who totally unrelated to Kevin Costner and Camille Nunciani, and they get thrown in jail. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, they probably did something else. Let's just... Yeah, yeah. We're set. Let's... We'll be aware. We'll okay, so that's wish one. Wish one is just... What was it? The actual wish? Uh, Get out of trouble, but, have enough, but still keep the money that they stole. Okay, so here's the next one. Their next wish is like, well, that that was morally maybe not okay, right? Because we feel bad about those people. But then they're like, well, what if we were in a position to control the laws so we could get rid of unjust laws and help people who are poor, right? And it's a very well-meaning wish. Yeah. But then as they, they become powerful politicians, maybe, maybe they're in the House of Burgess. What are they called? Anyway. House of Burgess. Is that a thing? Burgesses. Uh, they're Burgess in Parliament. I. They're in Parliament. They're in that thing. They both get put in Parliament because of their wish, but it, it killed two Parliament members so they could take their place. Okay. And it's like, wait, that was bad too. And then they realize, despite all their good ideas, all their good intentions, there's a lot of other members of Parliament with their own agendas, and they they don't have that much influence in the, yeah, yeah. the House of Burgesses. Is- that might be a colonial American thing. I don't know if that's a British thing. The House of Bourgeois. I think it's the House of Burgesses. But I don't know if it exists. The House of Senators. Yeah. Let's well, call it Parliament. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then the third wish. That's what we need to figure out, right? The third wish is... The third wish. I think they just forego the third wish. I think they set the genie free. They set him free, but in a way that is not part of the wish. One of them has to become the new genie to take their place. And I feel like we're diverting from our whole- Yeah, now we are, but I love it. We'll we'll connect the dots later. That's a plot idea that I like. Um, What if Joel Edgerton Orkman uh, tells a cautionary tale about how there used to be orcs and that he was just like a normal everyday man, like- Kevin Costner and Camille Nunjiani. Yeah. He'd be like, you guys are different colors. I'm just a different color. It's just but because that's of all it is. Because of racism and socioeconomic oppression, he was part of this experiment that trapped him in here because they figured, you know what, this guy's disposable. We can use him for this quote unquote genie technological advancement oh, that we're using. Okay. I I think as part of the speech he also informs them that genie is actually I think it's a racial slur for the Jin people. I think there are like, there's like a, a group of, like an ethnic group of people that genies are like a slur of. And I, I think it would be important in this movie to point that out and give them a fair. I think word. when they try to call him genie, he gets very offended and says, no, my name is actually Joel Edgerton Orkman. Joel Edgerton Orkman. Jo- hyphenated. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, man, we're really taking on all the big issues in this episode. All of them. <laughs> man, I just watched the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine last night where they talk about racism, and it was like, whoa, not <laughs> expecting that from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> um, except I feel like we want to dive into these issues, but then we back out because we're too scared to. Yeah, we are not the best equipped to, to handle them probably. I think we're too like nervous to give get too serious in a no you know what right now i'm taking a stand racism is bad (laughs) that's true racism (laughs) is bad 
We we are not disputing that by yeah. any means. We don't know how to fix it though. We do not know how to fix it. And maybe we leave this movie open to a sequel where they figure out racism once we figure oh, so out. The first one just opens the question. It's just like maybe they maybe they don't use their third wish and they're like, We don't know how to we don't know how to solve this. If we had one wish and we could just solve this, we would do it. But we don't know what to do yet. That's the end of the movie. That's deep. That's Sundance. What stuff. if what if we do this? Their third wish is they realize, you know what, like all everything we tried to do in Parliament, in the House of Burgesses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything we tried to do, like we stole all this money, we kept it, we tried to help out people, but because of racism, they it didn't work out for them. They were still oppressed. Genie, help us understand how to fix racism. And the movie ends with them like being put, like let's say they go to uh, China in like 1300 BC. Okay. And so they are super out of their element. And so they learn racism the super hard way in like the worst situation possible so that they can go back in time to current day to solve racism. Okay. Or another route we could take. I like this. I think we'll go with this. But I was just thinking, what if they realize only magic can cure all of it and they just <laughs> all they had to do is just wish for it. That the first two wishes they were trying to solve it on their own, but they could have just said, I wish there was no racism. I think we go with yours. <laughs> I like to have the hope that we can figure out how to end racism. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a better moral. Yeah, I think that's better. <laughs> I think that's better than just, well, we'll just use our third wish to fix everything magically. I, I'm going to take a big stand. I don't think <laughs> racism is inherent in that it's something we have to do. Yep. Stop being racist, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we can just just like stop if you're if you're doing it. Anyway, that's our that's our message. <laughs> Don't Silver be Street racist here. Yeah. Um, okay. What's this movie called? Um, <laughs> Shazam, two. Uh, <laughs> Bright two. Uh, no, neither of those. Robin the one percent, because because stealing from the one like the one percent, so you know it's a modern thing. Yeah. Or maybe uh. Robin and Aladdin. What about Thick as Thieves? Like, they're thick as thieves. I still think we need, in case it's not apparent in the movie, I do think we need some sort of on-the-nose title that says, this is Robin Hood and this is Aladdin. Oh, I think we're going to see something on-the-nose about what the message was and call the movie Racism is Bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is Robin Hood and this is Aladdin, colon, Racism is Bad. What about Aladman and Robin? Like Batman and Robin. Yeah, I but like, got it. But like Aladdin. I got it. Aladdin. Aladdin man? That's nothing. <laughs> he is the Aladdin man. Um, Aladdin You man know what we didn't do? We haven't done our studio demand. Oh, that's what we need. <laughs> that's really what's, uh, you know, that's what happens when we ignore our bosses. Yeah. Uh, let's pull one up. Spin the big wheel. It's all found footage. <laughs> Give it that more realistic feel of like, yeah. oh, this is a cautionary tale of the future. Yeah. It's all filmed on the iPhone. 
This was all. <laughs> and then at the in, end of the in movie, the end of the movie, the iPhone is turned around and it's Joel Edgerton Orc Man. <laughs> and he goes, guys, racism is bad. <laughs> and then it, it flashes on the screen, filmed on iPhone. Yeah, was that an iPhone like uh-huh. ad commercial thing for a while? And then he ends with, "I'm gonna send this into the past so that you guys know to stop racism now." Yeah. Okay. Joel out. <laughs> Uh, recap, uh, Kevin Costner, who plays Robin Hood, is an ex-military sniper, uh, who befriended a younger man named Al-Adin while he was serving in Iraq, and Al-Adin was his translator. He told him, hey, come to- I don't, I also don't think it's unreasonable that he is Pakistani. Yeah. So that works for Kumail. Okay. Nanjani. And they hire him to translate for them, uh, years later- Kevin Costner invites Camille Nanjani to come to England so that they can cheer on soccer teams together. Yes. Specifically Wayne Rooney Jr. playing for Manchester United. Yep. And he gets there, does not find Kevin Costner, becomes part of a gang. Or he's a reluctant gangster. Yeah, he just needs he needs to survive. Yeah. So he needs some money. Um uh, Kevin Costner finds him, reprimands him. Camille Nanjani finds out he's doing white collar crime. Stealing from the bank that he works at. The police find out. They are on the run. They take money that Kevin Costner was in the process of stealing. They find this iPhone during their bank robbery. Yes. Out pops Joel Edgerton. Wait, Orkman. if the iPhone is only coming into the story at this point, how is it being filmed? On a different iPhone? Maybe it is like regular filming at that point. Oh, until and then the it switches over. Okay. They swipe right. And then, like, it shifts into... And it gets a little bit shakier, and it's... Okay, cool. Okay. And maybe you start hearing uh, Joel Edgerton Orkman's thoughts. Be like, who are these guys? You know? I don't know what it sounds like. Maybe he's doing a commentary in the background over this whole movie. Like, he's seeing them from afar. Like, he's trapped in his iPhone, but he's got... Like, he can use the internet to follow them along. Okay, that works. So you just hear him coming out of, like, random people's phones. Yeah, that's Because he knows what's coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's not found footage until that point. Until and then it's that definitely point. found footage. I think this would be the first half and half movie that I'm aware of. Yeah, half I mean, found found well, <laughs> words are hard. Half found footage, half good footage, good footage, <laughs> which is what we call it. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. perfect. He does that. We do the three wishes. I I do kind of like they find that racism is a the heart of their problems. Even though I don't know how that relates to Kevin Costner's crime. Yeah, I don't know. I think they find out that petty thievery is not as bad as racism. And that's the moral yes. of the story. Yeah, it elevates, I guess. Um, I also really like the concept on this found footage that you see the camera flip around every time. Every time it goes to the genie, it is always like just a bust portrait shot of him. Because he is filming it yeah. in, in selfie mode. Yes. I, I think that's a good visual. I like that. That's a, a good way of sort of separating him from the rest. Uh-huh. And so maybe you're kind of like, oh, he's he is like kind of a mystical genie. And then the reveal that he is he's just a normal blue person. Yeah. Um is all the more shocking because then and maybe then he you... hands the iPhone off and you see his whole you know, his whole body is like a normal person. Uh-huh. I think that's good. Um we still haven't named it, have we? No, we haven't. Okay, uh, let's do let's do our old fashioned. Uh, I pick a word, you pick a word. So you pick a Robin Hood word. I will pick a Aladdin, an Aladdin word. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I've got I got my word. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, not Agrabah. <laughs> well <laughs> Nodding in Agrabah. I think it takes place in Nottingham, right? Yeah. I mean a little bit is in is it's in, in Nottingham. the Middle East, but what about from Agrabah to Nottingham? Okay. Kind of get both of them. It's kind of this idea of like you think you are moving up from like this foreign it's kind of like socio-economical. You think you're moving up in the world. You're coming to a first world country, so to say. But you realize, like, no, we're as primitive as any of these far-off yeah. distant lands because of racism, because it's bad. Well, and, yeah, I mean, and the, the socioeconomic thing, I think, is important as well. Yeah. I think uh, it's sort of like, oh, like, I thought I'd come here and every, I'd be rich, right? But, but it didn't work that way. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, it's called From Agrabah to Nottingham. A racism story. <laughs> no, we're not going to say that. No, okay. I, I like from Agrabah to Nottingham. It's very... I, lo- uh, I love how we don't actually sort of have artsy. that much racism in it other than the <laughs> fact that he like doesn't get the benefit of the doubt for his petty thievery. Yeah, we're not making a big statement, just like a little one. We're making a statement without... We're telling you. We're not showing you. We're telling you. This is tell, don't show, for sure. I'm going to slightly submit to the idea that show, don't tell is not necessarily the best way to tell a story. Yeah. It's always tell. Always. It's always tell. Just say that a thing is bad. You don't have to show me. Racism's very bad, guys. Because we don't want to be too subtle. We got to get the message out. We We need to... Apparently, the world has not picked up on the fact that racism's bad. So maybe yeah. let's stop with this. How subtle can we show the nuances of living yeah. in a racist the world? The time for no. nuance is over. It's time to make a statement. And that statement is racism is bad. Um, the, to, to quote community, or to paraphrase, I'll probably, I'll probably get it wrong. Uh, Donald Glover's character, not Donald. Dan- yeah, it is Donald Glover's character, uh, Troy, says, There is a time and a place for subtlety. And that was before Scary Movie. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's, the, that's the approach I'm and taking here. And we are here. definitely past Scary Movie at this point. Yep. So No uh, more subtleties. Guys, shout it on the rooftops. Post it on Facebook or Instagram. Tell your mom. nuances dead. Tell your dad. Tell your kids. Racism's bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got anything from us this week. Yeah. Please we just mu- stop. <laughs> We might be horrible at trying to figure out a political satire. We may not know how to be sensitive towards political uh, feelings towards racism or We're frankly or not that class. good at diversity in our casting either, unfortunately. We're getting there. We're, we will try to learn other actors from other countries and try to play some more frequently in our movie. But if there's anything you have learned, despite our flaws, despite our discrepancies, we still believe racism is bad. And we are in this fight with you to the end to stop it. And one day we could tell our kids, like Kevin Costner, at the beginning of this movie, you know what? This is what would have happened if racism was still prevalent. Was anyone racist in the movie? None of the main characters were. None of the characters were racist. The police officers, yeah. After they caught him, I think they were a little racist against the genie. They're a little, there was, they're a little was racist a little against genie. All right, let's wrap this up. Maybe here's how we'll show the racism. Aladdin does not actually commit the crime. He decides to uh, avoid okay. it, but he gets convicted of it 
because they assume he's a foreigner, he's going to steal. Okay, perfect. Now we solved racism. Now we solve racism. Okay, perfect. Um, if you want to uh, find us online, we are on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word as always. Uh, you can shoot us an email at the Silver Screen Redemption at gmail.com. All one word because that's how email addresses work. Uh, if you've got ideas, complaints, uh, <laughs> things you want us to cover, uh, we'll try and uh, get to all those. Uh, but very good stuff. Uh, what I else do we need to talk about? Is that it? I think that's it. All right. What's your name? I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. And guys, <laughs> racism's bad. <laughs>